Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Couples Healing Podcast. This is Sam Tielemans. I'm happy to be here with you guys today. I had a session with somebody recently, and I feel like this is a common thread. I often like to do podcast episodes based on what I'm working with in in uh, with regard to clients or couples or individuals. And so today is, I think, something that many, many couples struggle with, and it has to do with how you should communicate or what you should talk about when discussing triggers. Now, so often, many people get into this routine of having these conversations with each other at night or throughout the day, which I, I think is great, having a conversation and checking in and making sure you guys are staying in contact with one another. So often what I see, and this is what this person just shared with me, is that his wife wants him to share with her each and every time he gets triggered. And it's difficult for him to share those things with her because he knows the impact that that's going to have on her. He described it as a mini trauma response when she hears that he's had a hard day with something or there's been a temptation or a trigger. So it makes him feel like, well, I don't want to tell her that I'm struggling because I know that when I do, and if I do, she's going to have a very difficult time. She's going to feel completely set back. It's going to undermine the trust that she that I've been building. It's going to make her feel like you know things aren't getting better. And this is it was very difficult for him. And so I think this is so often where couples get stuck is that it's important to have communication and to talk about where each person is in the process. But the what, like it's it's the it's it's how we share and it's what we share is so important that can lead to a better outcome or result. And so when he shared that with me, again, I've heard this from many, many people where that's a big part of their check-in is, okay, how were you today? Did anything happen that I should know about? And while I think it is very important to talk about if there has been a slip or if somebody has acted out, I think that's that's critical. That has to be shared because we do need transparency. We do need honesty. We need openness around that. But what I mentioned to him was that I'm not a big fan of centering your check-ins around whether or not he was triggered. And here's why. When triggers are disclosed, again, she experienced this mini trauma response. But the problem was that they didn't really spend much time talking about what he did about it. They didn't really spend any time talking about the good things that he was actively doing to create change in his life. It was just like a reporting Did you have a hard day today? Was there any temptation? No, there wasn't. Okay, good. Yes, there was. Like, And then she would get stressed out. And understandably so. So instead, if the outcome of these conversations is to build connection, it's to build trust, it's to build security in the relationship. So I understand her wanting to know what's going on for him. I just think that when somebody simply shares or talks about a trigger, it does not lend itself or yield itself to having the outcome really that's intended with that conversation in the first place. So when she hears him say, I got triggered, she doesn't feel any safer. And not only that, when she knows, let's say he were to feel triggered in the moment and he simply turns and tells her or calls her, he's at work and he says, hey, honey, I'm triggered right now. There's absolutely nothing that she can do in that moment. She's in this very 
helpless kind of a place and can simply just say, well, okay, then, then don't, don't do anything, you know, put your phone down or say a prayer or call a friend or whatever the, the, the strategy is, she's just going to offer like, okay, well, don't do it then. So is it good for him to reach out when he's feeling triggered? Yes. But what he's sharing with her in the moment, again, if she just hears I'm triggered, now she's like, well, now like I'm stressing and I'm hoping that you're not going to slip after we get off the phone. There's not a whole lot that she can do. But if he were to share with her the emotion of what's going on for him, the reason why he feels triggered, because usually a trigger result it is it revolves around an unprocessed emotion or some kind of a painful experience that he's trying to avoid. And so instead of him saying, honey, I'm triggered, what I encouraged my client to do today was I, instead of sharing with her every time you're triggered, I want you to go and tell her each day how you're doing, what's going on for you emotionally. What are you thinking about? Are there things that you're stressing about over? What kinds of things are you actively doing that are working towards change instead of what are you avoiding? Because that is what's going to build safety. It's going to build a sense of security for her to hear, hey, I'm actively working on this thing. Hey, I'm doing my meditation today. Hey, this is what I learned when I was journaling. Hey, this is what I was thinking about as I was reading or as, as I was reflecting on things or as I was like deep breathing. This is what I noticed or it's been a really difficult day for me at work. This is what's been happening for me. And the more he can share on an emotional level what's going on for her, that then gives her an opportunity to not only understand him more and understand what is driving the triggers, but then she's in a position to actually be able to support him and help him if she's in a place to. So she'll be able to offer comfort if he's feeling disappointed or discouraged or sad or afraid or inadequate, whatever the emotion is, whatever he's going through, which is driving this pull for him to zone out, when he opens up and lets her in, it does two things. Number one, she's understanding him more. It's opening up the door for a greater connection between one another. And now she's in a position to be able to support him if she's in a place to and offer reassurance and comfort and understanding or be a sounding board. And when couples are able to communicate on that level, that is the process by which not only the trigger can be resolved, again, triggers this, un, uh, this emotional unprocessed emotion usually. Not only is it actually resolving the trigger, but number two, this is why I spend so much time talking in these episodes about the value of coming together as a couple. It's because the trigger is being resolved, but equally, and maybe even more importantly, the relationship is being built at the same time. This can never happen if he turns to somebody else and leaves her out of it. Now, in me saying this, I'm not encouraging him to not have anybody else in his corner. I think it's critical that he has a network of support of whether it's friends or colleagues or if he does attend a group, I think a group can be such a source of support for somebody. I think it's important that he has other people in his corner that he should be letting in as well. But to focus his efforts and attention away from her and only on those people, whether it's an accountability partner or a friend or a, a mentor, I think it's good that he's reaching out to those people. I want to emphasize that that is so helpful. 
But I also want to make sure that he is not leaving her out of this. He can talk to both of them. He can share with her, this is what's going on for me. And then go process with his mentor and get additional support or tools or direction. Or, you know, if he were to say, like, if he, let's say, has a friend who's going through the same thing or has gone through the same thing, he can share some more feedback about, okay, this is what I did in those moments. This is how you can handle that. Again, all of those things, the more support, the better. The more tools you have, the better. But when it comes to having conversations in the relationship, focusing your conversation on the emotion, what's driving this need to avoid a feeling, what's driving the temptation, what's driving the the, the pull to go back to the old behavior, that is where you're going to find the most momentum and movement that's going to move the needle more with regard to the outcome of building connection and building trust and building safety. Sometimes people get concerned that if they, sometimes women will get concerned if my husband isn't sharing with me when he's struggling, then he's just going to fall. I'm his safety net. I'm a sounding board where he can turn to. And yes, while I think it's so important that he can lean on his spouse, it's all about what he's sharing. Because if he's, again, going back to what I said, if he just says, hey, I'm feeling triggered today, there's not a whole lot that she can do. So I absolutely encourage him to share with her and others when he's feeling triggered, but the content of what he's sharing is so different when you're talking on an emotional level, because then that's when she can feel. I'll work with so many couples where the wife will feel completely shut out of the process. She'll have no idea what's going on for him emotionally. They don't really talk about anything along those lines in the beginning of the process. And as they start to learn, there's this other way of doing it. When she when he opens up and shares with her what's going on and tells him about, tells her, when he tells her about her, his, okay, let me take a step back. <laughs> when he opens up and shares with her his struggles and his fears and stressors and disappointments, she feels, I've heard this multiple times from women, they feel trusted by him and they feel let in by him and that builds a connection with her. And a connection is the greatest source of safety in a relationship. It's the greatest source of, it's like the, the, the fertile soil in which trust can be grown. It's like we're planting these seeds and it can grow in those contexts, uh, maybe more than anything else that somebody can do. Yes, we need him to be doing his individual work and focusing on his process and having things in place and developing new habits. All that's, again, you can't, take that out of the equation. So it, it might be equally important, but in terms of building trust within the relationship for her, these conversations have such a potential to move the needle more than almost anything else. So many people, there's another couple that I'm working with where it was a very similar situation where she has no, I, she, she feels like she's completely shut out of the process for him. And every few days, he'll go and share with her a win that he's having and say, hey, I, I did my meditation today and this is, this is what was going, you know, this was how I felt during it. Or this is the thought that came to me that I really, that really struck me and I liked this. So I wanted to share this with you. Or, hey, this is, I, I handled this situation in this way and I felt really good about it. Those things are great and we want him to share those wins. For her, the problem was the in-between, whenever he wasn't sharing wins, that's when she got scared that something bad was going on. 
because he was used to sharing, this is my success. But when he kind of goes radio silent and doesn't share any of that stuff, she got terrified and would fill in the blank with all of the fears and the what ifs and what is he doing? And is he looking at something or is he, where is his mind? She would get so stressed out and feel completely overwhelmed because there was a lack of communication. So I shared with him the same strategy, the same approach. The more he can stay in consistent contact with her, sharing what's going on for him, just it doesn't, whether it's good or bad. And, 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 and to, to say that sadness and disappointment is bad, that's, a, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. If there's struggles or if there's concerns or fears or disappointment, inadequacy, the, the, the challenges, the painful times, when he lets her in on that level, that's when she feels most secure. In the session, she said, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me if it's like a good or a bad thing. I just want to know that I'm somebody that you can turn to. I just want to know that I'm not doing this by myself because I feel like I'm the only one that's struggling. And his concern is, well, a part of why he doesn't share the struggles, a part of why he doesn't want to talk about when he's having a hard time is because he doesn't want to stress her out. He doesn't want to say, hey, I'm stressed. Hey, I'm struggling with this. And now she thinks, "Uh uh-oh, he's on the verge of slipping. Now I'm scared. Now I don't know what to do. This is awful. He said the last thing that he wants to do is number one, stress her out. And number two, he doesn't want to cause any kind of fight. And I think that so many couples are in a very similar place, especially the men that I work with. The last thing that they want to do is either cause a fight, stress their partner out, or I guess this isn't the third one, which is pretty big in their mind is, if we're having a good few days, I don't want to tell her that something's going on because I don't want to ruin the positive momentum that we are making. I don't want to feel like we're taking a step back. So I just keep my struggles in. I don't really tell her about what's going on. And that becomes problematic because the more things stack up, then he he feels like he's struggling even more alone. And then we don't want him to turn to some kind of a an, an unhealthy coping mechanism, whatever that might be. Because then he's not resolving the problem and the relationship isn't growing because he's not opening up. And so the more he, as I work with them, it's, it's sinking in and he's starting to open up more and more because he's understanding that when he shares, and for the men that are listening, I would invite you to check in with your spouse or your partner and ask her if this is true for her. When he shares, when you share the struggles that you're going through, so often the wife feels let in and trusted and having these discussions in the relationship where you can f- create closure and have a resolution that doesn't ruin the good streak of positive days that you're having that can enhance the good streak that you're having sometimes people get stuck because they're not quite sure how to create that closure And that's a big part of the process that I work with people is to give them the tools to create the closure because really you were just trying to, the process by which you can do that is to resolve the blocks or the misinterpretations or the misunderstandings that come up when you talk about it. But usually what happens is people can feel this heaviness, then they feel stuck, then they don't know how to verbalize what's going on or their partner misinterprets things. So the whole conversation seems to get either tense or he shuts down and avoids it because he's like, this doesn't help because when we talk about it, we just seem to, it seems to lead us back into a negative place. Now, if that's you, 
it's critical that you get the tools that you need to be able to create a resolution. Because when you are confident that you can, and you simply know the process, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, those are the, those are the, the pieces to it. When you know how to implement those and integrate those, then you can have conversations about good, bad, positive, negative, joyful, painful emotions, all the same. And each time you have these constructive conversations with one another, the relationship is being built layer by layer. The trust is being built layer by layer. I had a conversation with somebody recently who said, uh, the analogy that he thinks about it is, he says, uh, broken trust is knocked over in bucketfuls, but rebuilding trust is, is filling the bucket by drops, drip by drip. And I thought that was a great way to put that, and it's true. And so many couples, sadly and unintentionally, miss out on being able to fill that bucket so much faster and so much more thorough because they miss these kinds of conversations with one another. It all seems to center back around the trigger and avoiding the trigger. So I wanted to share this episode today because I think it's so critical that couples are having consistent conversations with one another, but the content matters. What you talk about and how you talk about it absolutely matters when it comes to rebuilding trust. And so I hope as you've heard about this other way to approach it, that you can still talk about things that you're struggling with, but instead of saying the words, hey, I'm triggered, we want to lean into what's the feeling there? What's causing that? For the person that I was just working with, there was a lot of disconnection for him. When he felt like things were off in the relationship, he's practicing and learning how to approach her to talk about those things, but when he doesn't, it just builds up and it builds up and then he starts to feel triggered. And so I, I'm encouraging him and all of you who are listening to try to pay attention to those things that are driving this, this trigger for whether it's temptation or to do something that isn't a, a coping ha habit or mechanism that's not working for you. Pay attention to the feelings that's driving that experience. That is the thing that I encourage you to go and share with your partner. The same thing is true for the spouse, for the wife. The more she can f identify and then share with her husband the fears and the concern and the overwhelm that she feels, that helps to let, it's like a pressure cooker. Going back to one of the clients that I'm working with that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, the one where he shares the wins but not really the struggles, she said that she's thinking about this all day, every day. It's always on her mind. And so when I told him, hey, when things are going difficult or if you were to initiate a conversation about how is she doing, that doesn't wreck any positive momentum. That doesn't put a damper on the mood because she's always thinking about it anyways. So for you to initiate those conversations and share with her what's going on for you and ask her what's going on for her, that gives her a chance to open up and let out some of this pain that she's carrying. And then again, knowing how to hold that and to reassure it and to offer comfort allows you to grow closer and to actually heal. So the pain that each of you are carrying diminishes to the point of it then eventually going away. Then you don't have to continue to deal with this anymore because you have everything in place that you need in the relationship You've built up all the tools and the support that you need as an individual, so you truly can leave this problem behind you. So in my mind, as I work with couples, therapy has an end. 
I, I have a 12-week program where my focus is to get couples the tools that they need from start to finish to then know how to navigate challenges as they move forward. And sometimes people want a little extra time to get help implementing things. But in my mind, the goal is to teach you how to fish, not simply every week we come in and I give you a fish and I solve this problem for you and I do this. And it's a very important thing for couples to understand the process of how to connect, to understand the process of how to resolve any triggers that do come up and how to rebuild trust so that then you can move forward and do this on your own. And as you are putting these things in place, and I were highlighting each episode, I try to highlight one facet or aspect of the process. And today it's talking about triggers. When you talk about it in this way, you're building the connection together to be able to resolve the trigger strengthen the relationship, and then move forward. So eventually, again, as you have all the pieces in place that are involved with the process of healing, then it's just implementing and then doing it on your own, which then can start to feel second nature to the point where like, this is just how you talk to one another. You just share and you open up and you talk about the struggles and the wins and the, and the sadness. And that's a healthy relationship where you can just share with one another what's going on. And then again, as a byproduct you're overcoming these negative ways of coping because you're implementing such positive ways. So the takeaway, if I were to summarize this in one sentence, these conversations, I would encourage you to focus on and share what you are doing, not what you're avoiding. So what you are what you are doing is I'm doing my meditation. I learned this thing. I noticed this feeling inside of me. I'm feeling stuck with this thing. So I'm leaning into this and I'm sharing this with you. The more you share what you are doing, that builds safety a hundred times over, a hundred times faster than simply sharing what you're avoiding. There's a huge difference between saying, I avoided eating that junk food today that would have made me sick versus I went to the gym and I got shredded at the gym. I've been going consistently over the past four weeks and I've been doing awesome. So I wanna let you know that I'm on track, I'm doing well, these are my results, this is what I'm noticing, this is how I'm feeling. That's gonna build safety so much more than simply saying, hey, I avoided the junk food. So I hope that's helpful as you have these conversations. I would encourage you as you try to implement these, notice how this feels. And if you get stuck, then being able to come back around and try to resolve that and create closure to allow you to move forward and work through these challenges as they come up. So again, I hope that this direction is helpful. And I'd love to hear if you guys are implementing this tool, how it goes. If you get stuck, where do you get stuck? And we can continue to make episodes and have discussions about how to help you move forward in the process uh, from here on out. So thanks again for being with me today. I'd love it again if you, again, if you wouldn't mind offering some feedback in the form of a rating and a review. It helps this podcast reach more people, which again is my goal just to help as many people as I can. So if you're able to leave a rating and review, I'd super appreciate it. And again, thank you for being with me today. I look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.